You're listening to a DM podcast. What's for dinner? Stop licking each other. Killed my banana. <laughs> Don't even think about it. He's touching me. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Um, where are you? One. He's looking at me weird. Ryan, where's the wine? Don't you let me get to three. I love you, mummy. Stop playing with your doodles. This is beyond the chaos. This is beyond the chaos. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Chaos, guys. It is Amy Gerard, mum of three. Not a professional in many things. I mean, quite quite good with um, uh, drinking wine. But um, <laughs> we are here with Jen and she is a parenting lord, as I like to call her. <laughs> and together we are just going to, we're going to help you solve your parenting problems. We're going to help you get beyond the chaos. Be- I mean, <laughs> what is beyond it? Is there a pot of gold? I think actually it's surreal. Surrendering to the <laughs> chaos and accepting the chaos, but you will feel seen in your yeah. chaos is oh. what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, I surrendered long ago, like the state of my house, I oh, tell you. Don't even. How do people have clean homes with I three children? How. I feel like you might have a clean home. Do you have a clean home? No. <laughs> I used to. I was like the most organised person. So uh, for, for like a decade, I got married almost 20 years ago. Wow. I can't believe it either. That's the same man for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say penis, but I mean, this is a parenting podcast. Um, so anyway, I had a spreadsheet for my <laughs> wedding that was the envy of all Rides for a decade to come. I was an organised woman and for the first sort of five years of our marriage prior to children, I was, you know, I, you know, would come home, I would cook dinner, I would have an immaculate house and then, you know, you have one baby and I kept it up. But, yeah. you know, um, with every child, things have slipped and yeah. slipped and slipped and, and slipped yeah. to the point my... Uh, gorgeous husband Andy. I actually call him the Oracle, okay. um, and a lot of my friends call him the Oracle because, okay. like, if we're having like a tricky like social moment, we'll go, "What does the Oracle say?" Because <laughs> he's like really wise and calm. But anyway, my wise husband, he's just like, "Why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to have everything immaculate yeah. when I come in the door." And it has slipped to the point that he is such a good cook now. <laughs> he got so hungry. <laughs> he got so hungry. He's an amazing cook and I feel um, happy. I've provided him. He bakes. Uh, He cooks curries. He bakes bread. Oh, wow. He bakes his, he's got yeast. I, I remember when I first met Ryan, I think he got out of a long-term relationship nine years with his ex who was Italian and I think she used to do a lot of the cooking and then very soon after we kind of moved in together, he was kind of like, you know, at the start you're dating, right? So we'd go out a lot, we'd get takeaway and we'd have like cheese platters and wines or whatever and then we moved in together and he was like, right, so um, Amy's... If Are you going to cook if my I, pasta al dente? Amy, Amy will literally have a bowl of cereal for dinner so look. <laughs> Looks like I am the cook in this relationship. So he cooks? He, he is a fantastic cook. Obviously, when I was a stay-at-home mum, like, I have to obviously cook for the children. So, you know, air fryer is You're my good best at friend. nuggets. I'm great at nuggets. <laughs> Dino nuggets, potato gems, you know, those steamed bag of veggies in the microwaves. Yeah. But, no, he cooks and he's a fantastic cook. And so he comes home every night and – And cooks. What a man. Dinner. What yeah. a man. We I need mean, to get Ryan and Andy together in the kitchen. Uh, and you know what as well? Ryan is also a bit of an oracle. Like he's <gasps> – There you go. He's also he'll, – he'll give you advice and he's very – very blunt. Yes. Uh, but sometimes, you know, women, like, we try and be yep. a little bit more diplomatic with our, you know, delivery and stuff. Ryan's like, well, no, she's being a dickhead. Like, you know, or he doesn't like her, blah, 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 blah. Straight to just, the point. Straight to the point, which sometimes we need to hear. We do. I just, I don't know where we would be without our oracles. <laughs> <laughs> this is Beyond the Chaos. What's chaos?
last month. So first up, what has absolutely been the fail, the shit show? What has gone wrong in your house this week? This is not my proudest moment. I had totally forgotten about a birthday party that I was meant to go to um, with all three children all the way out to Kellyville. Anyway... Uh, again, someone reminded me, uh, it's becoming like an ongoing joke in my uh, family at the moment. Um, and so off we went to this birthday party. Anyway, Monday morning rolls around and Charlie was like, I was like, guys, everyone in, in your school uniform. And Charlie was like, where's my school uniform? And I said, <gasps> well, I've done, I did washing on Friday. Um, so it's either in the washing basket, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't there. It wasn't in a, it wasn't on the line. And I was like, oh, um, it's it's still in the bottom of the chute. We've got a laundry chute. Oh. And she must have thrown it down on like Saturday or something. And I haven't done a load of washing. And that is a cardinal sin in my family because there is always washing to do every day. Oh, it's never and ending. I had to pull her manky stockings <laughs> and blouse and dress out of the wash. And you're probably looking at me thinking, why have you only got one? No, I'm not. I only uh, have one too. But also why – no, you know what that look was? Why are we dressing five-year-olds in stockings and dresses? Like are we in the 1930s? Yeah, I think Can't so. Can't just wear sports uniform every day? All da- I mean, can we just, in a perfect world, yes. Can we yes. petition this and make it happen? I just – or just – do you like the the formal uniform? I don't, but it's so cold in my house, and their their school doesn't have aircon, so I I know she needs to be warm. But but you can wear tracksuit pants. Yeah, she does for sports uniform. She's got tracksuit pants. They probably weren't washed either. Anyway, so she basically went to school in dirty, 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 dirty school stockings. uniform. So that I mean, it's, she still looked okay. She I did her fine. hair. I put hairspray in. Good so there's no you. bumps. Yeah. Um, so I redeemed myself in some forms. And luckily she's not like a smelly boy. So that was my saving grace. <laughs> not that boys are smelly. I girls, mean, anyway. mine are pretty smelly. <laughs> um, so tell me, what is your fail? So my, my fail was more about, uh, yeah, me and my dog. I accidentally <laughs> left a massive bag of rubbish out on yep. the kitchen bench and then oh. I went and got my roots done. And um and then I, like I got this call from my eldest son and he's just like mum like mum 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 and anyway I answer and he's just like oh my god there is rubbish all over the kitchen so the dog has found the bag of rubbish she's gotten into it she has I've got a video of this um <laughs> I took a video of the best there's just rubbish all over the kitchen floor and she's dragged bits of it out to the yard like treasure, right? So there's oh. a trail of rubbish. My son thought we'd been robbed. So oh he's like, Mum, I think we've been robbed. There's rubbish everywhere. Anyway, he said he come, came in. She's like, they're eating out of the rubbish bag when he comes in home from school. And then he said the minute she saw me, like she just looked at me like I'm so ashamed of myself <laughs> and she took herself outside and she did not come in for the rest of the night. I came home and I was just like, you stay there. You and she was like, oh, I'm not even going to try to come in. So I had to clean up oh. all the rubbish and it was just like, oh, man, I love my dog and I love sure. my kids but I feel like you just make one little tiny slip up and it it just leads to 30 minutes of cleaning up rubbish and like disgusting oh Ugh. man i this reminds so this reminds me of when i lived in bangor 
our neighbours told us, but we didn't kind of pay any attention. But we used to put our rubbish bins out and the cockatoos, they would work in like packs of like 10 (laughs) and they would all help (laughs) levitate the bin off. And then they would like absolute scavenger, like beagles, right? Yeah. Trying to find drugs. And they would, they would, I don't even know how, but they would somehow push the bin over. And this is when Kobe was in nappies and they would pull every single thing out. I would drive home. Home and it would be like it was like a cyclone had hit my bin. There would be like chicken bones, shit nappies, everything like cans of corn. Everything would be strewn all over the street. And I used to get out of my car and I'm like, "Fuck off!" I used to scream. I would get so angry. I was like, "I was like, I'm buying a BB gun. Like I'm gonna shoot every do I see." Did you feel like publicly shamed with your your rubbish on the road, or I, does that not bother you? No, I felt disgusting. It looked like the out the front of like a council estate yes. like where you know people leave mattresses for yeah, like yeah. a week and anyway I would like clean it up I'd have to go and get dishwashing gloves and I'd be picking it up cursing out loud and I then we then obviously got the little locks that you get yeah. from Bunnings yeah they were our saving grace and then these people these people moved in up the street and every Tuesday morning their bins would be annihilated and I I literally ended up going and knocking on their door and I was like do yourself a favour get a go lock. to Bunnings man <laughs> or get a brick, yes, or a gun. Gosh, the birds are wild. That, where the you wa- live. the cockatoos <laughs> in the Shire. It's like Jeez. they're on steroids. We don't have cockatoos <gasps> on the North Shore. <laughs> what do you have? Um, we have minor birds. Oh, and they fun. they come in your back room yeah. when you least expect it and shit all over Everywhere. your um, cushions, and they get into your kids' bedrooms and they fly into walls. Yeah, <laughs> and I've I've got this one. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell this story, but I've got this friend. Do it. And she, um, because they're pests, right? Yeah, she she killed one. She she murdered (laughs) forty of them. How? She breaks their necks. Oh oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ! How? She gasses them and she puts them in the freezer. Okay, what? You've got a friend that's a serial killer. (laughs) Wait, how did she find them? Well, they fly into her house. I mean, they're asking for it. But they are pests. I mean, they kill the native wildlife in defence of my lovely friend. I'm I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the breaking their necks part. (laughs) Yeah. So she's a farm girl. Okay. Yeah. Because those minor beds, they're killing all the lorikeets. (laughs) And also they're shitting on my couch. So I'm like, can you come over and... Why does, she keep, why does she keep them in the freezer? Because they, they, they go to sleep. And then you can snap their necks. This is so messed up. Oh, God. Okay. And then she buries them, right, and gives them a proper burial. I don't know. She puts them in the bin. I don't know. I think she probably puts them in the bin. Oh, God. Just not in the shire because the cockatoos will eat them. I just make a mental note not to upset that friend. <laughs> You'd never want to go over to her house for a dinner she's party and open big, the freezer. She's got a big chest freezer too. <laughs> <laughs> she could totally hide the whole body. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the best story ever. Farm girls. Yeah, I know. They're, they're ra- rough. They're raised differently. Yeah, they are. You know? They're rough around the edges. Yeah. What's your problem? I need some help. We are going to hear from one of you lovely listeners. Just a quick reminder, if you have a question, a burning question that you want Jen and I to help you with, please make sure you send us a voice note to Beyond the Chaos podcast. Uh, that's the Instagram page. Or you can email us at beyondthechaospodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, um, that's yeah. it. And, and 
you can record a voice note on your phone yep. and email it or yep. if you can do it in under a minute, do yeah. it via Insta. Yeah, and yep. we're going to play one now from... Justine, yes. lovely listener, Justine. I am confused as to what is acceptable behaviour to expect at different ages. So I have a two-and-a-half-year-old boy and a four-and-a-half-year-old girl and they are both extremely cute, loud, boisterous psychopaths who fight a lot in between all the kisses and cuddles. It's at the dinner table, in the car, in the bath, everywhere. The older girl still yells and screams when she doesn't get her way. For example, loses her mind because her hair isn't braided right. She doesn't want to wear pants. Her skirt is scratchy. I don't want to get dressed in the morning. I don't want to go to school. I don't want that dinner, etc., etc. What is reasonable to expect from each of these ages? I feel like the four and a half year old should be better behaved by now. What boundaries are like reasonable to be Im- implementing for these two ages can oh, i just God. say parenting is bloody hard oh man i like i i felt like that was me asking the question except <laughs> i've also got a three-year-old in there and the ages were a little bit different i would love to know the answer to this as well but just because to, just to add to her question just so you can answer both of them at the same time. It's all about you, Amy. <laughs> this is actually a therapy <laughs> session, right, for me? But I, I'm exactly the same with her. I would love to know, like Bobby, my middle child, he's about to turn six and I also have a four-year-old. And at what point do we stop excusing their behaviour and being like, like I still try and put Kobe's behaviour down to the fact I keep being like, oh, he's three, even though yeah. he's four in a couple of days. I keep, I'm just riding that three-year-old age out because it's it's almost like it's excusable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, that, her question is also mine. <laughs> so many layers here. And the biggest thing I would say is that when that mum describes, like, first of all, yay, that she's got kids that love each other as well. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And yep. it's important to celebrate that. But the fighting, you know, it's so normal. But she's also describing like the fighting, but she's also describing this four and a half year old that is struggling when she doesn't get away, scratchy skirt, braids, doesn't want dinner, doesn't want pants, you know, and that, it's my daughter. that no one tells you about parenting that so much of the time, like it's not just the dinner shift from the school pickup to putting them to bed, Mm-mm. it's the amount of emotional regulation you mm. are doing. And so I really just empathise and I know that feeling of just thinking you should know better by now mm. at four and a half. Now, as a mum of four, like that little bit further down the track, I know what I was expecting of my eldest at four and a half and how much I expected of him. Mm. And I now have a seven-year-old, I'm not expecting anything like that and I have such a different lens of like what is child development so I would love to just start by saying look it takes as long as it takes and kids go well when they can so when kids are not going well or when we feel like this little girl there's a few things going on like yes there's the sibling stuff which to me sounds pretty normal Mm -hmm. and I would love to say that you know fighting is how siblings learn about power negotiation it is normal and we can definitely do like a whole episode coming up on sibling fighting. I feel like oh there's so God. much we could cover and we could just really dig into the way you respond as a parent to sibling fighting will either exacerbate it. So if you're being too reactive, they start seeking you out constantly through that fighting. So it's about having ground rules where like, you know, really strongly we don't hit each other, we don't hurt, we don't call names, for example, and then really being clear that when those 
core rules are broken, I am stepping in to help you guys. But again, without that blame or shame, because that just exacerbates it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're doing that with those moments, but at the same time, understanding that sibling conflict is normal. And we want to kind of just coach our kids and just go, okay, it looks like there's only one toy and there's two of you. I wonder how you guys are going to work this out. Oh no, I'm not going to let you hit, but it's okay to be mad. And we're Mm -hmm. kind of doing that. And we're trusting that it will get easier. We know that siblings fight up to eight times an hour, <laughs> right? And yep. she's in the peak of it, two and a half and four and a half. Mm. It starts to taper off from eight. So we know that these two kids, it's normal and developmentally normal. But what I think more is more interesting is this little girl who's four and a half and there's a few things going on that I would say there's a sensory element. So the mm. scratchy skirt and the braids and the dinner and the pants, that all smacks of a kid that is just doing the best she can. Um, with a body that sometimes isn't always fully regulated. So I would be thinking that it's really important to remember that she doesn't want to be hard mm. and she does want to go better. And it, if we can have come in with that <coughs> compassion, you know, and it's hard to do, but if you can just assume, you know when a driver cuts you off in traffic mm. and um, you just think, oh, my God, what a... I flip him the bird. Yeah, what a <laughs> a-hole. <laughs> And then sometimes what I try to do, Brene Brown taught me this, is just go, you know, maybe their mother's in hospital. Or like, do you ever do that? Do you I ever mean, try never. to? No. <laughs> but I, uh, my mum's always said to me, like, you know, you should always think of other people. Like if you see someone on the footpath, think about like what what's going on in their life. Yeah. So when I do that, I feel so much better. Like I assume the most, what's the most generous assumption we can make of that person who cut me off and they did the wrong thing, but what what could I assume? They're, you know, they're totally distracted. They're up all night with a baby yep. or something, right? So if we can do this about this little girl, what's the most generous assumption we can make when she's struggling, when we're expecting more of her? When we come at kids from that perspective, with that kind of belief in them, they go better. Like mm. that alone can change the game because we've got this kid that wants to be going better and she's four and a half. But truthfully, at four and a half, her brain is so far from fully developed. So you can absolutely have boundaries around, you know, yes, you can fight with your brother. You can be annoyed with your brother. You can't hit your brother. You can't snatch. There are certain things we expect around behavior and you can be absolutely firm with that 100%. Mm. But we can't sort of expect if a kid is not delivering, we know that the ask is too much. Um, And an example was uh, like my eldest is really typical eldest, like really together, gets sets his alarm, gets himself up, um, always is responsible. And we were sort of just noticing my my year six kid who's just turned 12. He was really struggling. He wasn't. Is that your second child? My second child. Like his alarm goes off, he hits snooze and then we (laughs) wake him up and he cries because he realises he's missed something. And we're just like oh my gosh, like he's such a mess. Like he's just always looks dishevelled and, you know. And my husband said, you know, what age should, you know, he, our eldest would have been doing more at this yeah. age, you know, what age should we be expecting more? And you get caught up in that and then, you know, I know from the evidence I'm, I was like, you know, you mean, he loves being married to a parent educator, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know, he's he is letting us know that this is beyond his capacity. It yeah. may not have been beyond the capacity of our eldest, yeah. but he is letting us know he can't do it. So how can we provide the scaffolding for him to go well trusting that he'll get there yeah so you know kids are going to develop at different ages and that's I just would want to reassure this mum that it is hard because having a two and a half year old and a four and a half year old it's bloody hard yeah I think 
all mums. Like, and I, I should have known this as well because I grew up with brothers. The sibling rivalry and the fighting, it, it's relentless. Yeah. But it's, it's so normal. It's right. So normal. And it, like, I don't know of a single mum who has more than one child who speaks of their children never fighting yeah, and just, just loving and each passing other. each other tea and scones <laughs> and like having tea parties. Like, in what world do these kids exist? None. Right. We, we had a special family day. Um, it was my husband, the Oracle's birthday on Saturday, and <laughs> yeah. um, and we went. He wanted a day with the kids for his birthday. Wow. I know. So we played putt putt golf, and we drove all the way to Narrabeen to play putt putt golf. And our kids, like, just like, look at me, don't oh. touch me. Like, they just fought the whole way. I was just like, ah, I want to kill you all. But uh, it's so normal. Even like, four kids in the back of a van. Oh, man. I, even, like, I get the, bo- the boys in the car and Kobe will be like, Bobby's eyes are looking at me. Bobby looked out my window. And then they, Kobe touched me with his leg. And then they just, they're just nonstop. And even Ryan and I had this like epiphany the other week. And because we're, we're, we're done with baths, like piss off. No one's having a bath anymore. So no. we kind of just, we have the shower running yeah. and they kind of alternate. Yeah. And sometimes we get the two boys in there at one time. And every single night, it's like they get out, they're whipping each other with the towels, they're karate chopping, they're running around nude, they're screaming, rolling around on the bed. And I'm sitting there trying to stay calm and just be patient. Please come here, Kobe. Let me get you dressed. The other two can get themselves dressed. Please come here, Kobe. And and then I just snap and like, or Ryan snaps because they don't listen, right? And then we were sitting down on the couch afterwards and he was like, I feel a bit guilty because they were just having fun. Like yeah. they were they were really just having fun. They weren't hurting each other. It, it's it's relentless with yeah. my boys. It it never stops in and I have these glimmers of them occasionally kicking a soccer ball nicely together, but within like 2 minutes they're fighting and they're wrestling on the ground. Yeah, I mean you, as a parent you know that feeling you're watching them whipping each other but you know within seconds it's going to turn, yeah. someone's going to get hurt, someone's going to get whipped just in the eye. And you feel like I told you so yeah. and it's so frustrating. I did a post the other day about my boys fighting yeah and um the comments underneath it there was about 400 and and they did not fill me with a lot of um hope it was more like oh it gets more intense as they get older do your boys fight yeah I mean they're big at all the way there and back in the car the other day and like we different relationships like four very different people do they wrestle and stuff a bit but they like someone will hum <laughs> and that will, that will uh, set all the others off. Unearth everybody. Yeah. Like, he's humming. Oh. You know, I told you, shut up. You know, like, yeah, so little things like that. And there's, you know, taking clothes off each other. So there is fighting. My younger two are like, they're pretty cute. They oh, are cute. very divine. But again, it's personality. It's because my number three is that really calm. Like, yes. we call him the calming goat. Yeah. <laughs> Because you put him with the bulls. He's a weighted blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's the calming goat. You just pop him in with anyone who's a bit worked up and he just calms them down. The calming goat. I love that <laughs> nickname as well. Um, hopefully everyone has one of them in the family. One of the things you can do is sort of just watch your tone. Like your, your kids are not listening. They can't hear you. When they're, fight, when they're play fighting and enjoying that moment, you're not going to get heard. So it's about kind of constructively going to yourself, I know they can't hear me in this state. So if I'm seriously done and you have the right to be done with that, you're tired, they're tired, it's okay to be like, I can see this is heading nowhere good and I'm actually going to step in and stop you. You've just got to step in really kind of confidently. You've mm. got to put your hand between them and go, guys, we're done with this. We're done. 
I'm setting a limit. I need you now to get dressed. You're moving that way. You're moving that way. Let's go. And it's about the way you do that. Like often as parents, we're quite passively. What we think is setting a boundary is not. We're just sitting there going, please. (laughs) uh, Please. No, no, no. That is literally me last (laughs) night. I had this conversation with my daughter. Please. (laughs) Guys, come over here and get dressed. Bobby, Kobe, come over here and get dressed. I said it like 18 times. But they can't hear you because they're, they're wrestling. It's like it's like there's a full-blown brick wall in yeah. front of me. And yeah. And so you have to literally go up. Like, But it's not that they're ignoring you. It's, <laughs> it's that their brains cannot multitask at their ages, right? Mm-hmm. So they are playing. Their brain is so full with that that they cannot hear your words. They're not ignoring you. Yeah. So you have to come up and go, guys, oh, my gosh, how fun is wrestling? We're done. And you've got to be really clear about that. And that can change those evenings because you can't – otherwise you go beyond your capacity and you lose it and no one feels good. How do you stay calm? I don't. Well, I mean, you hurt. <laughs> I, I, I know when I had my counselling session with you, with Bobby, and you told me all these things and I have put them into place and I have seen the results and I know that they work. But – the patience in me has left my body and I think that's the part that I struggle with. Like I yeah. want to be this parent that goes, right, that's enough wrestling. You over there, yeah. Kobe, you're with me. You've had a really tough week and when I have weeks like that, I'm not. Like I'm not okay. doing any okay. of that. I'm not taking charge. I'm totally okay. like, you know, you know, like I'm doing all the down. wrong things. Yeah, okay, good. Um, and I'm begging and pleading. So we know that bribes don't change behaviour in children long term and then like there are weeks that I'm just like I'll say to my I hear myself say guys if you don't clean your rooms there's no Nintendo and then in my head I go you know that doesn't work and I go I don't care I I just need the rooms clean yeah and that's fine yeah like that's so fine you got to pick your battles right you've got to pick your battles even with but I think in in terms of how do you stay calm two things one is self-compassion and being really kind to yourself and admitting like in a week like the one you're having like this is bloody hard and mm. I'm doing the best that I can mm. and and maybe what can I cut and that's enough and that's yeah. enough, yep. right? I'm doing enough. I got two loads of washing in, <laughs> right? That's it. That's enough. That was last week. I got none in this week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do you know what? The kids yeah. are alive. And then uh, the other thing <clears throat> is sometimes staying calm is actually taking charge. Like we're t- being too passive. We, we're not – like it all feels overwhelming and like we're just like, ah, I told you guys stop, 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 and then we're yelling and we need to just go, this isn't working, time to take charge. Yeah. And, you, and and when you think that as a parent, like you're like, this isn't working for me, this isn't working for my child, it's a take charge moment and we're not asking a question at that point. Mm. We are stepping in and saying, yeah, I'm done with the fighting. I know you guys are having a lot of fun. We are done. Yeah. I'm taking charge because it's better that I step in and be like, you know, firm but kind now than like placid, 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 lose it. Yeah. But self-compassion is the bigger one. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that wise, wise advice. Well, thank you, Justine, for the question. Yes, thank you, Justine. I feel like you asked that for so many mums. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours about that and I'm sure mm-hmm. regulating emotions and sibling fighting will be in lots of questions I and we'll keep we'll keep yes. sort of pecking away at this. Checking in. It's a bit of a journey. You've got to be patient with yourself. Mm. And the biggest thing I think is what we just talked about, that self-compassion, that being kind to yourself. And mm-hmm. the kinder you are, the better you will actually go. You think that if you berate yourself 
and be hard on yourself that you'll yell less. It is the exact opposite. If you are kinder and you're like, I am doing the best I can and I've never done this stage before or this bit before or dealt with this before or whatever and that's enough, that, you will go better. That's so funny. I, I, I literally beat myself up every single night with guilt for the way I've behaved or the way I snapped or the way I flew off the handle and stuff. And then every single night I'm like, I'm going to be a better mum in the morning. And then every morning I'm not a better mum. Yeah. So instead, a reframe, when you yep. feel that guilt rising up, <clears throat> I would say something like this. You know, the story I'm telling myself is that I absolutely snapped and I'm not a good enough mum and I have to do better tomorrow. But here is what I know. I am doing the best that I can. I love these kids mm. and I'm trying really hard. And today was hard and I've got PMT and my partner's away. And yeah. and like where was the 30%? Yeah. Where was the win? Yeah. If you do that, you are so much more likely to go better tomorrow and you also need to look at what can I ditch? What can I drop? Yeah. The ask on us these days mm. is impossible. Yeah. We're doing the best we can and that's yeah. got to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> This is Beyond the Chaos. So I'm wondering, Amy, what yes. is working in your house this week? Has anything gone a little bit better? Yeah, you know what? I actually put some things in place this week for support. And I mean, people might be listening thinking, why the hell have you not done this sooner? But I enrolled my kids in before and after school care. How good is before and after uh, school uh, care? <laughs> I mean, I don't know yet because their first after school care is tomorrow. But... I already feel like so a not- weight has lifted off my goddamn shoulders because it's not so much I'm, I haven't locked them in for any days like with our ush that's what it's called we can just do casual days most most of the work that I do is in the city yeah and trying to get back for a three o'clock like pick up it, it's just been the bane of my existence and I don't, I swear to God I actually emailed the ush ladies months ago being like, hey, I need to, you know, can we sign up for a casual? And she was like, yeah, 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 print off these forms. I don't have a printer. So oh. it's just been put to the back of my head. And then I think with Ryan and everyone being away and me just being completely on my own and struggling, I was like, I write. I went to the library. I printed off all the papers. I filled them all out. I went into the lady. I said, can I get this done? Like, I will pay today. She was like, yeah, I'll put you in the system. I said, can I lock them in Thursday afternoon? Because I've got work. To, um, I've got stuff on tomorrow and I've got something in the city and it starts at two. It's going to change your life and they're <sighs> going to have so much fun. You know, the funny thing is I took them up for a tour on the Tuesday this week and all their friends are there. Yeah. And Bobby came home and he goes, what day am I going to after school care? And I said, just Thursday this week. Hysterically crying on he the floor. To go I want to go every day. Yep. And I was like, I mean, sure, let's go Thursday first. Yeah. But he wants to go every single day. And the lady was like, you know, I feed them afternoon tea. They watch movies. They can go outside and play. They, play. Like the, and they have the best time. And like just having that one day, that, like three o'clock is just not long enough to achieve anything. It's not. And especially when I'm a good 45 minutes from the city. Yeah. And I've found over the years my kids just love it. Like they might sometimes say they don't want to go, but they have such a good time. They get heaps of playing done. They get fed chopped up fruit. It's better than what they get at home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm actually flying to Brisbane on Friday morning and it was something that was booked before Ryan's trip overseas and he's not going to be back. And my flight's at nine and this has been booked for six months. And I was like... I'm going to need to leave at seven. Yeah. And 
I, I, I tried my brothers. I tried, I, I, I tried everyone. And then I was like, I've got absolutely no one. Hence probably why that's pushed me to get these forms done. But I said to the lady, oh, you know, can I drop them here on Friday morning as well? And she goes, yeah, absolutely. And I said, oh, so I'll just bring their bags and have them fed. And she goes, don't feed them. Like yeah, I give them breakfast. Them. They give them breakfast. I know. I'm going to drop them at seven every morning. Do they dress them too? <laughs> I feel oh, so yeah, much you won't lighter. Yourself. Like, I feel like sometimes you hit that, you know, low point of mm. like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm struggling. And then you just put one little thing in place. It might be ordering some pre-done dinners. It might be putting the kids in a bit of care. It might be like whatever it is that helps you. And I've found over the years you've just got to be a bit flexible about, yes. you know, the needs change. Yeah. You know, you go from needing help with the kids to needing help with the house to yes. needing, you know, whatever it is. Yep. So I think that's really good. So what's working in what? my house? Yeah. Um, it's just going to sound so nerdy, but we <laughs> have bought a chest freezer which oh god not is, for birds is not for birds not for minor birds <laughs> it's not for minor birds <laughs> backlog of your but mates. i mean we could um so we bought this chest freezer and we are so unnaturally excited about it but what, <laughs> what it means is that i can Heaps like dino nuggets <laughs> I can order heaps of dino nuggets like because we have four kids yeah. and our fridge freezer yeah. is as big as it can be, but it is not enough space. Never and is. I do like um, speed bumps in my white wine. So I like ice. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. What? Ice. Okay, yeah. So you've got to have room for the ice and then there's the dino nuggets and, and my kids like naan bread with butter chicken. Anyway, oh, we've got this chest freezer. We get to pre, you know, cook stuff and we're sort of really, really excited about it. So it feels like a proactive step towards having some stuff ready to go. Yeah. You know, we can order some dinner ladies or whatever and yes. have that in the freezer ready to go so that I'm not scrambling on the day. Every day, a dinner lady's good. I love it. the dinner ladies have kept my family um, nourished <laughs> for about a decade. I really need to look into some dinner ladies. Because you need some dinner ladies. Yeah, you, you, you get the lasagna and you just stick it in, in the, the oven. oven and you just sit and forget. Oh. And it just you know it's amazing. So yeah, I mean we would not probably be alive. <laughs> Without it. You'd all be like nutrient deficient. But my problem was I couldn't order enough of it. Oh, like I'm, I'm living hand to mouth. Oh. And now, <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to go to Costco. And yes, I'm, you can buy in bulk. Yes, I'm yes. going to buy like a tray of la- 60 lamb chops. I mean, well, you would absolutely need one. Yeah. I mean, Four boys yeah, as well. Exactly. Are they all big eaters? Um, no, no. Um, they've lived on cr- cheese and crackers for yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite yeah. a long time. But they're like they're getting that way. Like my eldest is fourteen and Just insatiable yeah. appetite. Yeah. And like you go to the pub now and he has a full adult steak and oh, like it's yeah, yeah you, it's chips. expensive. I know, I can't imagine. Like, we went out for dinner with friends for pizza and him and his four 14-year-old boy mates down that end of the table, they all shared like what we bought for the kids, which was a lot of food. Yeah. And then they were start like they inhaled it in seconds. Yeah. And then they were starving and they all had a large pepperoni pizza each, each on top of oh my the dinner gosh. they'd already okay. had. And I was yeah. like, whoa, like we cannot afford to <laughs> <laughs> the Oracle's going to have to get a second job. He is, yeah. yeah. He's going to be busy. <laughs> got to put him to work. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope this has been a fun listen. Yeah. Um, I hope you don't have a chest full of mud <laughs> at home. Um, please, if you have any questions or you want any help or you want to just chat with Jen and I, 
Join us on the Facebook group and the Instagram page. Yeah, follow our Insta at Beyond the Chaos Podcast. And we hope to see you guys again in the next night. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.